Welcome to the After Dark Podcast with Anthony James and Conrad. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hello and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. I am Anthony James and that is Conrad. Hello! Hello Conrad. And that's Emmett. From Bratislava on slight delay is Emmett. <laughs> yes. In, 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 in the, in the negative, negative zone, zone uh, I am um, broadcasting from the east. Actually, that's, actually, that's the crazy thing. thing. I have to have to hook up like like all sorts of weird devices, devices to be able to be broadcast. Broad 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 yeah. yeah. Here we are. Podcasting with a signal delay. That's the future of comedy. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> right, okay, so there's gonna be we're trying to get uh, Emma to talk for a long periods of time this episode just to cut for cut sure. off the old uh, jibber jabber in between. <laughs> um, so basically, this week, guys, if you didn't know, we're going through dark one ep- one season at a time. I should say I'm used to saying one episode, but this is one season at a time. Last week we did, we did uh, season one. If you didn't catch that, go and have a look at it. This week we're doing season two. Emmett has never seen it, so he's going through it. We're hearing about all his theories. At the end of the episode as well, we're going to have Conrad reflecting upon season two. He's rewatched it now, so he's his first ever rewatch. He's going through that now as well. Subscribe, all that sort of stuff, guys. You know where to subscribe by this point. If you don't, as in the words of Rakeem, do me a favor, right? Okay, um, let's move into the show. Links in the description for all sorts of stuff. All right, there's no transition here. We're just going in, uh, Emmett. Emmett, first thing we're going to do is we're going to reflect upon your theories. So, last week you made a few theories. Um, I did. I can't remember them all perfectly. I do remember, I remember there was one in particular where you said that you thought Stranger Jonas knew more than he was letting on. Yes. So, I, I it's one of those ones where, like, some of the theories I, I, I made were kind of right for the wrong reasons. In the sense of, like, I thought, like... Stranger Jonas was going to be like masterminding it, and technically I was kind of right in the sense that Stranger Jonas becomes Adam, but obviously I didn't know really about Adam last season, so it really sort of you know I I couldn't have predicted that. But he is he is the force that's been manipulating like Claudia and Noah for a long time, and they're either following him loyally or attempting to undermine him depending on where they are in their personal timelines versus, you know, Adam. So, again, it was one of the, I'm going to give myself partial credit on that one, where it's like, I was right, but for the wrong reasons. Well, I, so, I, I think partial credit is a bit harsh on yourself. Yeah, I, I, I think you... I mean, you, you know, a stranger becomes Adam. Like, there's no two ways yeah, about it. Like, that's still yeah, the same character. True. It's just later in his life. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, I'll give myself, I'll give myself a big one there. I get... Yeah, I thought that was a, a, a pretty safe guess because, you know, obviously Jonas uh, has been told so often about his importance to what's going to come. So, you know, it, it, it made sense to me that he would be more involved than just being everyone's pawn. So we actually find that he's the, the chess master to a certain extent. Well, he spends you know? quite a long time well, being As much pawn. as you can be a chess master when you're fighting time. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's very complicated. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I, yeah. Okay, well... Stranger knew at that point that he was going to turn into Adam, so I think yeah. that that's even just one hundred percent guarantee that that did, is a correct theory. Did you um, did you call that coming? That was one of my big questions after this season. God, the, the moment that Jonas ended up in the room with Adam, it, it I was like, oh my god, why does Adam have this ridiculous <laughs> this massive collar? collar. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh no, is is Adam 
even further in the future Jonas and I was like oh no no please tell me it's not like ugh. and then like he removes his collar and shows the mark of the the noose yeah and I was just like oh my god my heart broke that's something that happened a lot this season my heart breaking just as all these yeah. terrible things happen to these people and just oh I was just like I'd like, and the moment he did it, I was like, no, 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 oh, God, no. Because, like, the moment he's aware of the fact that he's going to become Adam, it's like, oh, it's almost like, you know, it's almost written in stone then for him because we, we see that a lot in the season where, you know, people attempting to stop things happening is, in fact, the cause of them happening. And it's just like, oh, yeah. that's just so brutal. And just... Yeah, it's, also, it's interesting because, like, if he did, never knew he was going to turn into Adam... Then possibly he never would have, yeah, because you know, yeah. the, the path wouldn't have been set. It, so. it, in yeah, the same well, way, I, in the same way that like Stranger Jonas locking Marta in the bunker leads to her being where she is at the point where she runs into young Jonas and uh, then gets shot by Adam because she might have been somewhere completely different because she might have gone mm-hmm, gone yeah. first to her house, seen that no one was there, and then gone somewhere else and wouldn't have been there to <laughs> get caught up in all of this. And like so, it's like, or you know, the more obvious one of the season being like Claudia, you know, trying so desperately to save her dad's life, but ultimately being the thing that killed her dad. You know. Yep. Oh. Yep. Yep. There's, there's a whole load in this series. Uh, so brutal. Before we go into the actual <clears throat> each, each of those little details, because there are so many of them. What other theories did you have? Oh, this? I'm trying to think. You had one that Noah was older Bartos. Yes, that turned out to be untrue. But I think we're going to learn a little bit more about uh, potentially older Bartos at some stage, considering his involvement with everything. So that one was completely wrong. Um, I also thought that Noah came from the future, and he doesn't seem Mm -hmm. to come from the future. He seems to come from the past. He seems to still... Unless I'm misreading that. But he is important in the sense of he is connected to people. So definitely messed up on that one. But the person that Noah works for does come from the future. Like, Adam is future Jonas, so he comes from the far, more far future. So, I think that's where... Well, in terms of his own timeline, yeah, but, like, the way this show works, you never know whether they're aging yeah. in the past yeah. or the aging... A lot of the characters in this are rolling stones, let's say. Like, where yeah. they come from is kind of a, a difficult to pin down, exactly. Exactly, yeah. I, I, I think... Sometimes Adam looks like he's covered in moss with the way that his face has ended up, but, <laughs> but not not quite. Um, yeah, no. It's, so that was one of my my theories, and then I speculated on who I thought was going to end up time traveling, and I think I was a little bit too conservative on who I thought was going to end up time traveling. <laughs> a lot more people ended up going through the the different places than <laughs> yeah yeah. I was I was like, oh, we're probably not going to get too many time. And yeah. Everyone's going. Everyone's well, when going when you said that, I imagined like you know you were like, I don't think too many people are going to time travel, and then cue like the <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia title card with yeah. the whole gang time travel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everyone's going. Yeah, literally, yeah. we're all going, guys. Even Hannah takes a pit stop to go and look at Mickle through a window. Yeah, just a oh, cheeky, a yeah. cheeky little stop off in the <laughs> in the uh, yeah. in the eighties. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then what, what we can get we can start going through different moments in the series and see what your reaction to it was and sort of did you did you call it? So first of all, Adam. We mentioned Adam. Did you call that Adam was Jonas before it happened? Oh, only in the only a sense of like when he entered the room, it sort of registered to me that he's meeting the big bad very early, mm-hmm. and you know like. 
just the way that like that set up the meeting was set up i was like oh no like i called that at the just before it was revealed so mm-hmm. not quite i gotten <laughs> I, when it came to the revelation of who was charlotte's father um the detective the police captain i mm-hmm. thought it was going to turn out to be Jonas, just because there's a moment where she charlotte's spe- father yeah charlotte's father uh not charlotte is that the name of the police captain that's Char- oh Oh, you mean uh, Claudia's father? No, no, the, the Claudia is the the leader of the the nuclear power plant. The yeah, the, yeah. yeah. But, but the the police captain's father, because when she turns around, oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, bad bad with names, bad with names. So like, um, when she turned around when speaking to future Jonas, um, stranger Jonas, like I looked at their two faces together, and there was a very similar shape to their faces. So you thought that might have been where it is? Yeah. 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 Because it looked like to me that like the, the their faces were very similar and like the moment, but instead it's a much more complicated reveal on who her parents are and that sort of like snake eating its tail or a Boros way. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, and so like that. Okay. Actually- look, look, can I can I um, just explain my confusion there? Because people are going to be thinking Charlotte's father was revealed obviously as Noah, yeah. and, and I've, if I I was like really confused there for a second, I need to explain to the listeners why I was confused because I'm not an idiot, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> What you said, Emmett, like this is what really got me going off the deep end here. You went, you yeah. said uh, Charlotte's father was revealed, and then you specified who Charlotte was, but I thought you were specifying who the father was. You said the police captain. Yeah, I was no, like, I was, I, like, I was like, does he think Egon is? No, <laughs> no, I, I, no I, it's hard to Egon, like. Egon, you dog. <laughs> Egon's getting involved. I, we'll get into Egon in a little bit, but like definitely him and Hannah were giving each other some weird eyes there at the end. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so what happened? Like, sorry again. I, so Charlotte's father is Noah, but I got confused in the sense of I thought it was going to be future stranger Jonas yeah, on yeah. his way to become Adam, just because the actor's face shapes are quite mm. similar. And there's a little moment where she turns around while speaking to Eunice, and he's sort of behind her and a little bit blurred due to the like the pull focus situation. And I thought it was trying to hint at that because of the way that like if you blur mm. his face slightly, it sort of looks like her mm. a little bit. Uh, but no, they they pulled the rug out from underneath me on that one, and uh, Noah turned out to be her father, and her daughter turned out to be her mother. Oh my god! You, There's you, so you, much you, incest you, in this show. You want to know what's something that's cra- crazy, uh, Emmett? Conrad predicted. Conrad predicted. You got us. Yeah, I got you. Got you. Come, coming in live. Uh, Conrad predicted in, in episode four of season one that episode five of season one that Elizabeth yeah. was Charlotte's mum. Oh, that, how the? Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> th- this is, it, that was a, that was a that was a fire. I mean, that makes it sound like a lot more impressive than it actually was. Like, I was basically like kind of postulating that the way that they shot Ellie saying goodbye to Charlotte when she drops off at school was a bit weird, and I feel like that that nothing is done freely. Yes. Like, if something is given real estate in this series, there's a reason for it. Um, and I was kind of like going down my own little rabbit hole for that. And and, and Anthony being the kind of provocative 
uh, the, the Asian provocateur that he is, kind of prodded me to make a theory. And as it turned out, it's, uh, I thought I was like basically losing points by saying something ridiculous. And as it turned out, it was correct. Which is more, I feel like that's more on Dark than it is on me. Like that, like <laughs> that, that, to be fair, like that is that is impressive. I would not have guessed that in like a hundred years. Like being like, especially because they seem slightly disconnected, at least in the first season, from most of the time travel stuff. So I wouldn't have expected them mm. to get so <laughs> entangled in it in season two, you know? Yeah. Which is which is absolutely crazy. So like, yeah. fair play. Even if James, uh, even if uh, like Anthony, you know, sort of led your hand a little bit there on making you make a theory, that's a hundred percent a good, good shot. You know, you took you took a <laughs> yeah. shot in the dark and you got someone right yeah. in the chest. Yeah, that that was my that was my full court full yeah. court heave for that one. <laughs> that, that one. Cry, it just ended up going. It goes wild. Like everyone loses their minds. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh my god. That, that's that was good. The, that was the big impressive one to be honest with you. Yeah. But um, I don't think, I don't think there was actually a reveal that Connor didn't predict in the whole show. But still, um, okay. I think, um, uh, there, I, there might there might have been a couple. Like I I I feel like there's some so, there was definitely some obvious stuff I missed, and there's one thing that I'm definitely going to talk to Emmett about later in this because I think it would have made the show better, and they didn't do it. Well, and... I, I, I love talking about little bits like that where it's like you know even a show you love, there's a few missed opportunities and stuff like that. You know, yep. you know. <laughs> so okay, so um, the next big thing which we could talk about, so we've talked about the Noah uh, reveal as Charlotte's, uh, Charlotte's dad. We've talked about Adam reveal. What about um, the reveal? Suppose you could, it's funny calling everything reveals, but you know, basically any story, every minute is a reveal, isn't it? Because you've never seen it before. Anyway, the reveal <laughs> that um, Jonas is actually the reason his father killed himself. Oh, uh, yeah, that the moment. Yeah, I got that. Because again, the show, the second season's a lot about people unintentionally causing the problem that they're trying to prevent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty aware, and it. It's such a tragic moment, and like, yeah. It just again, like I said, season two is just a heartbreak after heartbreak, and just watching Jonas realize that like he's the reason that his father isn't isn't around is just yeah. so terrible. And I was like, oh, he's gonna be the reason that this happens, isn't he? Like the moment that he was going back to try and stop it, I'm like, he's gonna end up causing his father's suicide, either through scaring him or because his dad is going to be, you know, self-sacrificing. It turned out to be the self-sacrifice option, which I think really mm-hmm. fit uh, Mikhail slash Michael. Um, and the, oh, it was just, it was a very tragic but touching moment because, like, he like. <laughs> There's a lot of complicated family relationships in this show, but Michael seems to just unequivocally love his son, even though his son was the reason that he gets rid of the rest of his family. Yeah. And like he makes he, the best of a bad situation. Yeah, and like he he just so loves Jonas. That's like the idea of like creating a timeline where Jonas does not exist is so abhorrent to him. It's like yeah, I'll kill myself if that you know means my son, you know, gets to exist. And it's like very sweet and touching, and also very tragic at the same time because like you know you just want things to work out for them you just want beyond reason beyond all hope that somehow they'll figure out a way of stopping it but mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. at least in season two they pull no punches they hit you hard and you know we have to watch Jonas know and find out that he's the reason that his, his own father committed suicide and that it's all yeah. part of this cycle these this this yeah, yeah. oh so rough 
What what did you um what did you think of oh well actually I guess like more broadly did you have like a favorite episode of this season because there's a couple of bangers not to not to lead you but um there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff to be honest uh the last episodes like leading up to everything that's sort of going on when like the dominoes really start falling <clears throat> I think you know the season it's not that the season starts off slow but there's a little bit of setup and then like after like a offs so definitely like the latter half of the season was like really engaging and also entirely insane <laughs> at the same yeah. time my body is okay <laughs> right. but i mean like at that at that episode endless cycle yeah. is i think one of the best single it's almost like a standalone episode of television in some ways because it's it's sort of functions episode as a, six where they go yeah. into, they go into the sort of the present day from the start yeah. yeah and it's just like dedicated to this single day before everything goes tits up, yeah. um, and it's it's just such a great episode. I I, I, I didn't want to lead you, but I just I, I kind of wanted to yeah. point in the direction of my my two favorite episodes of this season, probably of the whole show. I'm, I'm going to say, which is Endless Cycle, and then the third episode uh, where it's like the kind of dovetailing stories between Claudia and Egon when they're like when she's a kid, yeah. and then in the middle of their life, or well, middle middle of her life, end end of Egon's, and then and then uh, middle of Egon's. End of hers, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. three in a row. Yeah. Oh. oh, that 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 is uh that is yeah the Egon Claudia relationship is so tragic where she's like apologizing to him for all the things that she's going to end up doing that you know obviously ends up yeah. ruining and ending his life and uh, he has no context for it uh, until pretty much the end of his life and uh, it's it's yeah. so so horrifically tragic again. There's a lot of there's a lot of like dramatic irony in this season of like we're aware that these actions will have these consequences that they're trying to avoid but like it's like watching like uh, a train wreck or a car crash in the sense of like there's nothing you can do to stop it and you can only watch and it like just rips you apart at the same time and i just are yeah. oh, so scarring for like your the rest of your existence the idea that like yeah. someone you love you know sees you in this terrible moment and you know <laughs> calls you a white devil before you <laughs> before you die oh god i felt yeah, yeah so she did you predict that she was the white devil uh i i didn't predict she was the white devil i predicted that she was definitely the cause of his death because especially when she and that became more and more reinforced by how uh, panicked and adamant that she was getting on getting him out of the house. It's like, this is obviously going to lead to things ramping up, you know, emotionally. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I didn't predict that she was specifically the white devil. Um, but I guess I, I was more, <laughs> I was more distracted by my feelings on her trying to stop the death of her father. You know, I was yeah. like too focused in on that bit and the, the issues there. Uh, rather than yeah, her, you know, her, her growing desperation is like this isn't going to end yeah. well. You get, we can all see yeah. where this is going, Claudia. You're the only one who can. Yeah, I, but then, he, then when she's cleaning her hands of the blood afterwards, oh. and then Uranus walks in. Yeah, and then like it, it, it's funny because like there's a lot of this show of like uh, again, uh, not the blind leading the blind, but like it, people seem to like trade the bat on on who's leading who to where. You know, mm. so it's like it's yeah. funny because it's like it's all the same people teaching each other the same things but at different points in their own timeline and it's like oh it's a it's a very complicated relationship that like everyone builds up and I, it's a little thing because i think we talked about it last time but i love a lot of the shot composition in dark 
like there's a lot of really great moments like uh, I think uh, Anthony you told me that the 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 director is a painter by uh, trade yeah so and there's a lot of shots mm-hmm. that just have that in. well not by trade he makes TV shows by trade <laughs> oh, he's yeah, also true. a painter he's also a painter <laughs> he's a he's a painter uh yeah, but like I I love a lot of the shot composition for a lot of the stuff and there's like a, a few mm-hmm. shots that I just really love one that I remember a lot from this season is the survivors in the bunker and the just sort of like little shot of them oh, in yeah. this frame these all, all these odd people from very different points of history and different points of old life Pete. Yeah. old Pete yeah, yeah. And it's just like he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, he gets a spot at spot the bunker. <laughs> yeah, he's obviously not going to make it long. Poor, poor, poor bugger. Like you know, he's actually, actually, we never even talked about the season one. Did you buy into the fact that Peter, Peter oh, yeah. was the most like, obvious he... red herring of all time? Yeah. Like Peter, Peter Doppler in Toronto. Like, oh yeah, like... with the dirt in his car and all. Did you ever oh, no, think no. that he was involved? But like, he was involved in a sense. But like, I didn't think he was involved in the murders. Yeah. If you know what I mean. um, imagine if that had just been played straight. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he was just the murderer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would really because like we're we're well, this is a thing with television and stuff like that because we're all trying to like surprise each other with like more and more complicated reveals on who the killer is to the point where some shows go absolutely insane and like you know yeah. it makes no sense. I would really love one show just to be like build this person up as like the killer and it's like yeah they were just the killer. It's like all the evidence pointed to them. Yeah, there was... well, I mean, that's what Clausen thought. Yeah, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. like Clausen spends the entire season just being like, "I'm gonna crack this fucking cage I'm... wide open," <laughs> and the audience is like, "You haven't got a clue what is going on." I... He's that's looking a... for an elephant. He's looking for an yeah, elephant. He... Yeah, he's not even looking for the right animal. Yeah, <laughs> I I loved him in a weird way because he's such a yeah. odd. Because that's like uh, everyone else is involved in this time travel plot, and he's still involved in a murder mystery. And it's like, yeah, he's like he's like Inspector Clouseau, <laughs> like in this, he's just stumbling around in the dark, like pointing guns at people who have like no business being involved in this plot at all. Yeah, that was that, <laughs> when he when he was having the interrogation with uh, Alexander slash Boris. He just has a gun. I'm like, I feel like you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 this this tape is now in. <laughs> Admissible as evidence because you've just threatened it, like Alexander Curler with a gun. Yeah, the point. They just point it, like, and I'm just like, what the hell? It's like, yeah, I get it. Your brother died, and that you're trying to solve this case, but like, you don't need to point a gun at him, man. Like, oh my god, like you've got him so, in well, there. Here's here's a question for you that might be slightly leading, sure. but who do you th- who do you think sent that letter to uh, mm. to Carlson oh yes, firing that, from the hip? That that's who who set him off on the trail to. Break the world. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a good. I think it was Claudia. It, the, I think there's okay. there's two options in my head. It's either Jonas or Claudia, and I think it was Claudia. Uh, just because I don't know if Jonas writes a whole lot of letters. I think he's more of an email guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a. I guess he'd be a, a zoomer. Yeah, which is very funny. That um, it's very funny that yeah, it, it'd be very funny. That th- it's very funny to think of like old melted Adam. As a zoomer, but yes, he's technically he's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's yeah, he's had to go in in reverse, basically. Yeah. <laughs> basically, like so, like that, that. That's my thought process on that. I think I think it was Claudia uh, as part of the the grander scheme of things. Uh, I, I guess I'll find out. But yeah, no, the the fact that like also as a detective, getting a random letter from a friend, as they put it, yeah. Leading, like that should make you a little 
concerned <laughs> at being like, this feels like you're being led into a trap. Yeah. yeah. Also, I, I love that he just okay. gets Torben to drive him around yeah. for the whole series oh, yeah, as well. Yeah. That's that's my that's where the real money is in this season. He's got no depth perception that man. That's driving. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that they they pulled that bullshit with us where it's like he was about to explain yeah. how he lost <laughs> that's his eye. And then, like, he gets interrupted. I hope they continue to... I hope they never explain how he lost his eye and just keep teasing us with the idea that they're going to tell us how he lost his eye. Because it's one of those things that, like, we didn't bring it up in the first season, but definitely every episode and any time he appeared, I'm like, how did he lose that eye? What... There is, yeah. like, that is one of the rare moments of humour. in the, like, There is humour in Dark, yeah. if you know where to look for it. Like, there's, there's one that I... Um, Yakba! Egon in the car. <laughs> yeah, like, e- Egon in the car is great. Like, his Satanism stuff is always absolutely money. Yeah. Um, there, there's also uh, Jonas setting up a trap using the song Caught in a... Oh, well, it's actually called Suspicious Minds. Yeah. But uh, the, the, the Elvis <laughs> song that begins with the phrase, We're caught in a trap, um, <laughs> when he's stealing gas from, like, the... Warlords yeah. in 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 uh, post-apocalyptic uh, Vindom, which I find very funny too. Yeah. Oh god, it was it, like it is. That was one of my favorite like silly scenes of him doing like that, just to s- steal some gas to use for yeah. the, the 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 generator, so he could stabilize the dark matter for a bit. Also, yeah, I can't believe I didn't realize that it was going to turn out to be dark matter uh, when the show was called Dark and we're talking about, like, time travel and stuff. We kind of talked around the science a little bit in the first season. Yeah. Where I, t- yeah. I talked about interactive forces and, like, quintessence and stuff like that. But, yeah, Dark Matter should have seen that coming. You know, should have should have called that more specifically. Yeah. But, you know, again, I love that moment where, at the end of the season, obviously, where they open up everything and it, it looks like just rocks to them. And then everyone starts time traveling or setting up their time yeah. traveling and then starts like activating everyone. Jesus, everyone was fucking time traveling at the end there. Just everyone and their mother getting into a time machine. Yeah. To be fair, Jonas's mother right. did get into a time machine, you know, as well. Yeah. Uh, we get like the creation of Adam moment between, um, between, uh, Ellie and Ellie and Charlotte across, across times and, and then everything breaks. <laughs> Just yeah, ju- just like um, what do you call it? Uh, it was the same in season one when Helga at the very end, child Helga and Jonas. Oh yes, they doing the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they... So I got a question for you, Emmett. Right, big picture of the show sure. now. So Claudia has been talking about uh, like two sides: one one in licked, one in shadow. Yes. Right, L- light, and light and shadow. Um, do you think we've like? Do you th- do you take that as like Claudia's side and Adam's side now, or do you think there's like big players in the in the show which we haven't even met yet? But that that's the thing, you know. Obviously, at the end of season one, we thought it was Noah against Claudia, but Noah was ultimately only a pawn to someone much higher up. And um, you know, you can debate whether Claudia is. I feel like there's another side of this that we're not aware of yet, especially with how the first season ended with a certain someone coming into the room after their own death to help uh oh season two ended, yeah season two yeah. ended with modern <laughs> the modern newness so uh out at that stage so i i feel like we're about to things are going to get more complicated in season three i can <laughs> yes the, these shows rarely ever like spend the season getting less complicated they they get more and more complicated so i don't know if the light and the shadow necessarily refers to people it might refer to something grander Maybe they're talking about light and shadow in the sense of time, in the sense of like maybe time is shadow or time is light. I don't know. I'm I'm interested on that front, but like I feel like it's gone beyond just the machinations of two people. Like things have gotten a lot more 
complex as time has gone on and I feel like there's either more people involved than we're aware of or there's another force involved that we're unsure of okay uh, cool so tell us what you thought at the very end of season 2 then whenever uh, Marta like as soon as this happened um, the, the fandom dubbed her alt Marta yeah, uh, by yeah. 100% I was like oh she comes because Claudia I think at one point refers to I've seen a world without you Jonas and it's yeah. not better mm. you know like it's not a it's not what you want like you know, um so i think this marta maybe comes from the world without Jonas. you know this this uh marta or eve uh or whatever she's going to end up being called i feel like she's going to end i feel like some version of marta is going to end up being called eve just because we have adam there you know um but yeah so i think she's definitely i think next season we're going to maybe explore some different timelines and that's going to help inform part of the reason that Adam doesn't just erase himself to try and make things better. Mm -hmm. Like, we're going to see worlds where Jonas does not exist and that doesn't work out well for anybody. And then we're going to see maybe some other worlds. I I don't know if we're going to just see one alternate timeline or multiple alternate timelines, but I'm I'm curious about that. But yeah, definitely, the moment she walked in, I was like, oh, you're from a different timeline. You're, you're, You're not from this original timeline well for one thing you're lying dead there and that's very difficult <laughs> yeah. that's very difficult she has a different haircut as well and yeah. uh, as as any any enthusiast of time travel shows or t- uh, movies will tell you different haircut or facial hair yeah. means different different universe yeah or if you're wearing glasses or like something yeah, glasses to di- as well sure <laughs> something to differentiate yourself and, and like dark is such a good show about like casting in the sense of, like i didn't think that when she walked in i wasn't like Oh, maybe she's like the playing like Marta's daughter from the future or something like that. Because like, <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, they do like a bicentennial man thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. I don't know. A daughter for like two hundred years in the future, or great granddaughter two hundred years in the future, just looks exactly like her. Yeah. And we'll say no more about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, it, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, won't explain anything. Because Dark's really good about like casting people who like look like older versions or younger versions of the actors who play the main version, and then like casting people who at least seem like they have family resemblance so like i i would not believe for a second that they would suddenly get lazy with like one of the most important characters of the show and just be like this is her daughter barta you know <laughs> so yeah the daughter of marta and bartos yeah, yeah. Marta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i wouldn't expect them to get lazy on that front so i was like yeah she's obviously from a different timeline she is she is marta <laughs> but not the marta he knows you know which is okay okay here's a question for you then this is might be a very leading question but it is the big question that the fans want to hear about this is what the dark fans that's all they care about it seems like that's all this is all the comments we get right i'm gonna put it from my own perspective so it's gonna be very leading right do you think hannah should have staged some some sort of crazy over the top escape plan to get Ulrich out of this 50s jail (laughs) Hannah is so messed up. Hannah is the most, before I get into that, the most messed up person in the, because everyone else at least is like in their mind trying to do things to fix the situation. They're doing horrible, potentially unforgivable things 
with the intent of making things better. Like, even Ulrich, when he tries to smash Pearl Helg's head in, he thinks he's stopping a serial killer. He's wrong, but he, like, you can see how he came to that conclusion and why he's doing what he's doing. It's still wrong, but, like, you can... And everything Adam and Claudia does is, like, wrong, but, like, they're trying to do it to save the world. So you can almost forgive what they're doing. Hannah just goes there to fuck with Ulrich, and it's yeah, like just hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. <laughs> like, well, like, actually, I don't agree with that. I don't think she went there I, to fuck with Ulrich. I think she went there to set him free. And then, and then he, when he asked about Katarina, yeah. I see. I, I, I don't agree with that. I think I think she Hannah's changed. she changed. Yeah. She I think changed Hannah's. I think she she gave him the opportunity to beg. Uh, yeah. but like I don't think she ever had any in- in- um, inclination to set him free at that point because how could she yeah I, like, well, but her performance changed so yeah. much whenever Katarina I, was mentioned you know that's I can I can see both. yeah but I think that was just her dropping the facade yeah. rather than it, her changing yeah, her yeah, mind possibly. I, I, I possibly, can see yeah. both sides it's it feels like she maybe came there with the intention of releasing him and then at the moment he asks first about his show regardless of that, Regardless of that element, it's still super messed up that, like, the moment that, like, he doesn't immediately reciprocate her love, she's just going to be like, eh, I guess you're just going to spend decades in this horrible situation <laughs> yeah. being tortured because... Well, what was she going to do? Yeah. Well, what could she have yeah. done? Well, if it had said yes, what would have happened is they would have gone into, like, a, a kind of split... A, a quadruple split screen, and it would have started playing a little less conversation a little more as, action. like, there was a bunch yeah. of, like, planning segments of a heist. Someone, like, laying out a blueprint for the prison on yeah. a table. And, like, people, like... And, and, like, they get, like, a pickpocket played by Matt Damon yeah. to, uh, to, <laughs> to come and help. She could have... Actually, what she probably would have done is seduce Egon and then steal the jail. Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, like, perfect. Or, you know, Egon can sometimes be a little bit thick. So she might have just opened up a the suitcase, opened up the suitcase, and he would have been like, "What the fuck is that?" And then like she would have been like, "Oh, it's nothing." And then just like hit the time travel button and like take Egon with her, uh, <laughs> yeah. e- e- Egon and um, uh, Ulrich with her, and just escaped that way. Like I don't know. Like again, I don't know what her plan was, but like so the idea is like I assume that she had to have come. So Hannah's. The two options for Hannah's stealing of the time machine from her son, which again, also a bit of a dick move, because um, he might need that, considering he, need, you know, <laughs> he's trying to save the world, but you really want to, regardless no, of whether you want to see... see your ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Regardless <laughs> of whether you want to see Ulrich or just mock him, you're stealing the time travel device from the guy who needs it just to do this. That's a little bit dicky. But, like, she's either going back to attempt to rescue him, or she's going back specifically just to fuck with him and like neither options are great when you factor in the the the, the idea that like she's stealing this from her son and like she, her and Jonas had that moment where it's like he's like he seems to realize how like low-key crazy his mother is and he has yeah has that little sort of just i would really love to know about the 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 director the show writer the head of dark's relationship with his own mother because there's a lot of very complicated relationships with mothers in this show whereas like yes. s- some father relationships and are, aunts yeah and yeah so like I, I i hope i hope they're doing okay but uh yeah hannah is uh, the I liked how I, I ended talking about like season one with Hannah being like I hope they add more to flesh her out and either like you know like make her more redeemable or just commit to her being irredeemable and they went with the latter <laughs> they they went with I will be as horrible because like just thinking no matter what Ulrich did 
like the situation that he is in, he's going to be tortured essentially for the next several decades of his life uh, for crimes he did not commit other than attempted to kill uh, Haig. But like that is that is so messed up, and the fact that she seems so pleased with herself after doing it, like yeah. she seems so at peace and content. You know, and then like obviously last season we've seen that she was willing to um, potentially have Ulrich put in prison with false rape charges as well. Like it's just mm. Hannah. We also have confirmation as well that she started the affair with Ulrich before Michael was yes. dead. Yeah. Also, um, although I will say, like I do have a lot of sympathy for her. Um, not, I think, I think, I think Ulrich's Ulrich's uh, presence as an old man in this season does give him a lot of sympathy which I didn't yeah. have for him at the end of the first yeah. season but I think they do build that build that in with the old old version of yeah. himself and sort of you reflect upon his his life with 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 Hannah like we have the moment at the beginning before before stranger comes in and comes home to mm. her um, we have the moment where her son is gone missing she's lost uh, her husband she's lost her uh, her lover as well um, and then she's like sitting there with the gun that she got off Alexander and she was contemplating committing suicide yeah. um, so I think I think there are layers being built in for sympathy towards yeah. her I just don't think that's come to a culmination yet, yeah you know? I'm sure I, I'm curious because obviously with the end of the season we leave a lot of people uh, time traveling to different locations um, and should we leave I don't think we see her come back to the present so I'm wondering if she maybe decides to hang around in the past uh, well, that's what she said when she was smoking a cigarette. Yeah, oh yes, it's yes. Like, so like she's just gonna hang around, mm. and it's just like, oh, I wonder what she's going, what she's going to do uh, on that front, because you know, it's like, <laughs> what, what, what you gonna, what are you gonna do there, Hannah? Like, uh, who are you gonna turn out? Just wait until, just wait until Katarina's born and start beating the shit out of the baby. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> don't endorse yeah. it. I don't endorse it, but that's what she would do. God. But yeah, no, I, I think like Hannah for me is is one of my favorite characters. Oh yeah. In the whole show, yeah. I think, and and I I think like. At, <clears throat> she is a fundamentally selfish person who runs away from her mistakes rather than wanting to deal with the consequences of them. Um, and I think this is a continuation. This entire season is a very believable continuation of that. I, I, I love that there's... That Dark never... Lo- like As the scope of the show expands, I love that it never loses sight of really good character work. And not just for its like main characters, but for... As, insofar as there is a main character, but also for the supporting cast yeah no yeah definitely and like I, I, i'll admit that you know again i was a little bit unsure about hannah in the first season but w- watching them commit to her being quite self-interested and doing these sort of horrible things does make her a lot more engaging because it does feel much more um intentional and direct it's like okay yeah, yeah so this is who she is as a person it wasn't just sort of like an unintentionally unsympathetic element to her it's no this is intentional she's yeah. kind of a selfish person at times and oh, yeah. you know and in this situation yeah you might say that yeah kind of a selfish yeah. person <laughs> kind of selfish yeah <laughs> kind of selfish but she's a selfish person <laughs> who is made worse when given these sort of outs that she can take you know yeah if she had to like face up to some of her the consequences of her actions maybe she would develop and become a better person but because she has these easy outs that she can take she just takes them um, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, doesn't learn from them. Then she just learns that you know, hey, uh, I can just sort of leave and do whatever I want, and you know, I don't have to worry yeah. about anything. You know, 
So peace. I'm going to the fifties. Yep. Peace out. <laughs> Which you know. Okay. You know, I don't know if that's possibly a bad idea. There was a lot of like situations in the fifties that like and going forward that you, you're gonna have to live through, Hannah. But uh, yeah, sure. Just go to the past, I guess. You know, just chill out there. Yeah. Well, they uh, just uh, before I move into your theories, like we sort of it does make sense that so many characters got involved in time travel because we sort of knew from the end of the first season that the apocalypse was coming. So yeah. in order to keep all your characters alive, you had to sort of do that. Whereas like there's some characters who just seem to be dead now, like you know, like people who were in Winden and not sort of near anything to do with time travel. They're dead. You know, yeah. they're probably going to be dead. But you didn't want to kill everyone, yeah. so. It makes sense. Right. Okay. Just to finish this segment, then Emmett, what are some theories and big theories? You've already said that you think there might be sort of a another timeliney sort of thing going on where Marta might eventually be called Eve in some way. You mentioned that. Um, anything else uh, going forward? Uh, another theory. So they keep on saying our different characters keep on saying that things like Winden is a, a like a, an infectious wound, or they would want to wipe Winden off the map. So. Obviously, that seems to refer to like it being blown up or destroyed in the end of season two. I'm wondering if the way to resolve all of this is by er literally erasing Winden from the map, in the sense of like ensuring that Winden as a town eventually sort of falls apart and like you know it, it it doesn't really exist anymore, and thus none of this stuff can happen, which I think might happen by because the power plant is such an integral part of everything that happens. So I think it might in some way involve them somehow stopping the power plant from being built. Because they sort of refer to it, like, it being like the lifeblood in Winden and it keeping Winden alive. So I'm wondering if like the, the way that they will resolve all this time travel shenanigans being in some way to stop the power plant from, from being built and then leading to Winden as a sort of town eventually sort of breaking apart and not really existing anymore in the same context, so that none of the time travel stuff can end up happening. That's a possibility in my head. Uh, so, yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. Do you, um, oh, sorry, go on. Oh, sorry, Conrad. No, Conrad, you go on. Well, so like, there was one thing I wanted to mention, which I said I was going to mention earlier, and I, the fans will kill me. The sure. fans will kill me if I don't mention this, which is that when do you think those cocoons on the trees in the future are going to open to reveal whatever nightmarish insect creatures are within them? <laughs> uh, but that, to me, that feels like a, uh, you know, so episode one, we got to get those creatures out there. We need to do yeah. it. We have to, we have to, you know, there's going to be a lot of explaining around there that we have to yeah. deal with. You know, I had to come out of those yes. creatures. Reset, reset the chessboard, yeah. start a season. Three. Yeah, yeah. Season three, uh, there is another dimension where it's just Starship Troopers. Yes, and, exactly. Uh... <laughs> this is where we find out that Dark is actually the prequel to Starship Troopers, and oh, that the get Paul Verhoeven involved. <laughs> <in this. laughs> That's what we need. Yeah. There's so like, oh, there's so much like weird. So like, there's little moments where there's just such little gross things going on in the background that I absolutely yeah. love. Like I like I was as soon as I saw those, honestly, in this season, I was like. That that is cool. What's happening with that? And then the answer is, of course, nothing is happening with that because it, <laughs> this isn't that kind of show. Yeah. And I was very disappointed ah. by, <laughs> by it. 
was that was that was that one of your was that one of your uh, big theories uh, i believe that made up several of my theories to be (laughs) (laughs) to be honest early early on in the second season Um, every episode uh, next episode we'll see the bug monster we're finally gonna get to it guys i've got a good feeling about this one i I like how you thought bug monsters like when i think eggs it might just be because i'm reading like the current x-men run at the moment and they've basically oh, okay. they've worked out this thing where like they have a method of just immediately resurrecting mutants who die, uh, but they use okay. it like with this weird egg system, so they all hatch out of an egg essentially. So I was thinking that it's going to turn out to be like that future Jonas has figured out a way of cloning people, but it's yeah. like it's going to be like egg. They're going to come out of the eggs like, and they're going to be like, yeah, pupate. on trees, yeah, and it's just like oh, that's gross, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, it'd well, be- I mean, Anthony insisted that the the French scientists we see uh, hanged in the uh, in the first episode of this season cool. were the French delegation that Claudia con- consistently put 100%. off. Hundred uh, percent, yeah. <laughs> like so. Oh. So, may, I mean, maybe there's you know that the, 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 there is like uh, the scientific stuff going on still yeah. in that uh, in that fi- that post apocalyptic future. So maybe yeah. they're pupating people in in egg sacks as well. Yeah, maybe like, that's what the French delegation are doing. Yeah, that's what show are you watching? This is clearly the French delegation. Yeah. Like they, they heard they, they were hanging around in the waiting room. Then all of a sudden they heard my body is okay, yeah, so yeah. come from the other room, and they just ran down. They're, and ha- they're hanging around in their Tron suits, ready yeah. to <laughs> ready to go and check out the God maybe, article. Maybe they're the shadow, and the, maybe maybe it's everyone else is the light, and then the French delegation are the are the dark. They're they're making the the people into egg people and hatching them. They have a French delegation being mentioned time and time again, and then we also get a French guy getting hung. I think at the very least, it shows you that there are French people working on time travel. Yeah, I, I do agree with that actually. Like, I do I do think that there is like a they they definitely got to this this season and they were like, oh, we should t- chuck in some French speaking science looking guys yeah. just to show that like. It spread beyond beyond the, the confines yeah. of uh, Winden. Yeah. Oh, good. Because you think about it, right? After all those people in that room died from Klaus and f- opening it up, right? Who's the closest scientist nearby? Down in local Hotel Winden, the only customer. <laughs> They're sitting there ready. Who's the first? Who's the first on Ground Zero? It's the French delegation. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they they put they put them in the in the, the strangers' old room as well, yeah. which was a bad mistake because yeah. they forgot to forgot to tidy it away. <laughs> it's all just still on the walls, and they're like, yeah. They we do they do show Regina taking it down, yeah. but she just like stuffed it into like one of the drawers with the Bible in it, and like they opened it up and. There you go, time travel for the French as well. I really want to see a Chernobyl-type spin-off of this show where the French delegation are in the hotel and then like it happens and and they're like the ones who have to orchestrate the whole thing the clean up and the you know and then one of them then they get sucked through you know uh, that, that's the show That'd that's be great. the that, that's the spin-off. Yeah. yeah. God. Uh... All right, well there we go. Um uh Emmett, if you don't have any other uh any other um theories we'll just shoot on through to the next segment. What do you uh, think? I'll just Spitfire quickly through my okay, other cool. stuff where it's like so we all we see everyone sort of time traveling I think these are all pretty much probably correct so uh, I think Stranger Jonas and uh, Micah and everyone they are the beginning of the travelers organization like when they move into the future or the past or where they end up where they end up going um, that's the beginning of their building of uh, sick sick. What did Six Six So I believe those are the, the, they're set up there. Hannah seems to be just chilling in the future. I'm uh, sorry, the fe- not the future, the past with Egon. I feel like <clears throat> I feel like we're gonna find out that Hannah maybe had some more kids or something like that at some stage. Um, I feel like Charlotte and her daughter are going to like. It seemed like you know 
that she got sucked into the future, it was like necessarily hundred percent clear. But I think she and her daughter slash her mother are are gonna hang out for a while in the future, and she's going to see what the world ended up like. And I feel like she's going to continue to end up being because we've we we spend a lot of time setting up that she is important, but like it hasn't necessarily come to fruition yet. What we haven't exactly seen what she needs to do yet. So I feel like yeah. her ending if she <clears throat> if she died, it would be very weird. So I think she's definitely made it into the future. Maybe our our favorite detective also came with her, um, and uh, we're going to see that develop from that side. So I think we, we're seeing everybody move. And modern Jonas is going into the alt timeline with Alt Marta or Eve, uh, and like so, I feel like that's where everyone is ending up. Generally, when it comes to time travel, that's where I think that's mapping out. I think. Cool. Oh, awesome. Um, look forward to hearing your thoughts on the next one. Then you, you can't. You uh, can't so, see, but behind oh. the laptop, I have a cork board with uh, like strings and stuff <laughs> like that, where I'm just putting it yeah. together. Hello. <clears throat> a conspicuously red thread yes. uh, linking all of the. Uh, also, the but this is the moment where you're up to now. This is the moment where I was like having a load of theories and stuff, and I started making theory videos on YouTube. And then like the season three came out like three weeks later. Oh. So you're at the same point I was now whenever I started this channel. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> the, the, uh, is this your way of hinting that you're actually me from the future again? Where you're like, <laughs> you're at the point and now you're going to go back in time and start making these videos and this is how we're going to get here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's exactly what exactly. I mean. That's exactly what I mean. Uh, you've hit it on the head there. Uh, nail. Because uh, <laughs> I hit the nail on the head, then I called you Nail. Uh, all right. Um, thanks very much, Emmett. We'll see you next week uh, for season three. Mm. Thanks. Bye, Emmett. Bye. Thanks. Goodbye. <laughs>
I, 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 I haven't watched season three yet at the time, or rewatched, I should say, at the time of writing this. So I don't know, maybe my opinion will be changed. But watching this this one back, I was like, holy shit, this is a good episode. This is a good se- season of television. Um, so, you know, right off the bat, I think this has the two strongest episodes in the entire series. I think the uh, episode three with the, I've, I now don't have the name of it in front of me, but the episode where it's kind of these dovetailing uh, moments of Claudia meeting Egon oh, in various different is... times, um, you know, with her saying sorry to him at the end of her life, yep. and and yep. um, that might be the White Devil that one, White or Devil. the White Devil might be later. The title. There definitely is an episode in this season called uh, the White Devil, That's but I think she... that might be later. I, th- I think that is this one because she doesn't she die in this one? Oh no 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 the white yeah, the yeah, White Devil does, is but... episode. Where Egon dies. Yeah. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, I think the White Devil is the one where Egon dies. Episode three is the one that's kind of mirrored between uh, Cloudy and Egon. But what an episode that is. Just the... the, Especially when you know what's coming between them. Um, But in fact, for both of them, not just for Egon, but but for Cloudy's kind of path to where she ends up in this uh that episode as well it's just so heartbreaking um and and it's just a phenomenal performances from those two actors as well in a in a in a show that is in some ways defined by phenomenal phenomenal performances mm-hmm. um so that that would struck me as just a, a, an amazing episode of television and then there's the endless cycle as well which is just it's like a it's like a stage play it's so good uh and and so so neat so well contained within its own story and themes but still fits perfectly into the broader themes that that the dark is exploring um yeah yeah, I, 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 I can't say enough about those two episodes, but this entire season is great. Flashback, um, summer, 2019. Uh, like that's yeah. such a good episode. <laughs> I love that episode. Um, yeah, but um, uh, what's, it, what's that um, uh, Who song called? That they always, is it, is it Bubba so, O'Reilly. Bubba O'Reilly, that's it. I always said Bobby Yaga, which is not the right... <laughs> well, that's, it's like the start of... It's a, well, I always remember it as the start of the, the film The Girl Next Door with Emil Hirsch. Uh, and yeah. it's like, <laughs> it was the summer. Yeah. There's not there's none of that in Endless Cycle, which is probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably for the best. It would have felt weird tonally. Um, talking about things that are weird tonally in this, in this, um, in this season... Um, you probably know where I'm going with this because I have just uh, started singing a certain Elvis song before we started recording. That caught in a trap scene is still so fucking stupid, and it's uh, and it's really fun. <laughs> like it's it's just this really odd, like rare moment of out. Mm, is it outright comedy? It's very close to outright comedy. Like it's what, still just tense. Like playing isn't that it? song. Yeah, it's just so stupid that he, that that's oh, the song he plays. <laughs> like, and everyone literally just kind of files in the, these warlords <laughs> on their APC. Like, just, let's not pay attention to the content of the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Let's just... <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, I, you know, what I would have loved is the only way it would have been better is if when he finally gets, like, the, the, the fuel and he's, about, and, he's, and he's about to go, like, he's on top of the, the tank, the guy sees him, and then the track changes to, you ain't nothing but a hound dog, and he has to run away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be very good. Or just, or like, war. Uh, <laughs> like, from Small Soldiers. Um, I, I don't actually know who re- re- uh, recorded that song, but it's very Anything good. Anything to do with Small Soldiers in Dark would have elevated it. Like, yeah. let's be honest. Where are, where are the uh, Gorgonites? <laughs> yeah. What are they up to in the world of Dark? Adam is a bit of a Gorgonite, I think. He's, he's like, he's like, no, no, he's always not. The Gorgonites are the good guys. What am I talking about? I liked, I liked the bad guys in that. I think, because like, when I watched that movie, I was like, 
13. So I was still just at the tail end of that kind of phase that a lot of boys go through where anything military, they're like, that's fucking cool, man. And, uh, and I, uh, I've never had that phase. I'm going to be honest with you. All right. Well, fine. <laughs> like you had a good upbringing, I guess. I was into guns. Well, to the point where um, now I might, I might like, we'll see what the comments say about this, but this is, I'm sure some members of the audience will, this will endear them to me. So other members will be like, well, you're a bit of a, you know, uh, but even to the point where we went into a shop and uh, we had a choice of two, like, rainproof overalls for our son and one was uh camouflage like army camouflage and the other one was yeah. just flowers and i was like oh, i'm not fucking getting in the camouflage I'm, I'm like my child isn't being a mini soldier so i got him the yeah. flower one um so it's it's hilarious because you see this you should have seen all the grandparents looks like you know they're always like geez you don't put him in that are you it's like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah let's let's just really reinforce that gender identity now like, like so. when i got married you made me put a flower on my pocket what are you talking about men <laughs> yeah. can wear flowers flowers are for girls all right <laughs> that's just how it works yeah. men don't have time for things like nature yes. they're too busy killing each other yeah. um or they pretending were only to kill two each options, other. by the way i must say because it was like a hundred pound little little suit that was down to like 25 quid and i was like well, I have to get it because it's a really good quality one. So there we go. All my children from now on, whether boys or girls, are going to be wearing that. So Yeah, no, I think that's a good plan. So too. I was Gorgonites. Know, Gorgonites through and through. Flower power for me. Gorgonites were fucking hippies. I stand by that. I hated them. Well, I am. I, hate I, them I, 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 I wouldn't call myself a hippie. Like, because I'm not part of any, any group of hippies, but... I would say like I, you're 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 not someone who was really into like peace and love in the sixties. No, and then no, exactly. Came, like, I'm not really when, into when, peace and love. When, when it when it came time to actually in, invoking any kind of social change, they're like, actually, we like money, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. got old. And no, no, for like, the, I'm I'm more of the social change, but I'm quite annoying to the people who don't want it type person. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah we're just we're just kind of typical millennials. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. is probably what we are. Refusing to acknowledge that we're getting old and haven't had the impact we wanted to have on the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's my that's my stance. Um, but yes, so that that is a great scene. Um, the, the the caught in the trap scene, and I I I love a lot of Jonas in the future in this season. I think um, his his kind of like journey is one of just growing frustration with the fact that he can't. Um, he can't figure out how to fix things. And I think when when you're watching that one episode at a time every week, it can become a bit frustrating because it's like, God, he just keeps on being lied to and keeps on not getting the right end of the six. Like, for God's sake, Jonas, like, just just figure it out. Mm. But when you watch it all in one in one go, um, it's really not as noticeable and, it's, and you have much more kind of sympathy for him as a character, I, I think. Um, and, um, what about yeah, the bug I, monsters, I, I, though? I said so it was a mistrick. It was a mistrick. I wrote it down again. <laughs> you wrote it down again. It's in the it's it's in the sound design. Like the first time you see them in the in the, in that first episode when um you know we're expl- we we get to see the um see the see the the, the god or the second episode where we get to see the god particle for the first time. I honestly um, thought when you say the god and then you stopped and started the sentence again, I honestly thought you were about to say the gorgonites. <laughs> when we see the gorgonites again, when we see. Oh fuck! Who did the voice of the main Gorgonite? It wasn't Liam Neeson, was Tommy it? Lee Jones. I feel like he was. I don't know. No, no Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, Jones was, was the main soldier. Guy. Yeah, yeah. We will destroy our enemy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a, he, he had a great voice in that. Um, yeah, no. But when we see like the God Particle for the first time, there is that kind of like insectoid droning in the soundtrack that is clearly 
elevated when we see these things on screen. <laughs> Listen, we we've talked about how they were building this plane when it was already in the sky. I think I think one of Baron Bodar or Jan Schafries called an audible early on in this season. It was like, we've got to scrap the insects. We've got to scrap them. <laughs> like it's not going to work. And and they had to they had to just put up with the fact that they've clearly hinted that that's where the show was going to go, and then it didn't. That is so stupid. <laughs> I can't even contain myself. We, we're not. We're not. I, I don't have to pretend anymore. That is just the stupidest idea ever. See, Listen, see, you, d- d- take up your issue with the sound design. <laughs> <laughs> see your ideas when we were in season one. It was like all about like the the different pathways, and you know you were going to get to a point where you had like a big pool of this liquid that could. <laughs> that was what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Listen. When you when you come up with as many things, this is the thing that when when people are like our oh, Conrad so good good at like this is going to sound like false modesty to kind of pump myself up and it really isn't. When people talk about how like I'm so good at guessing things, it's just a numbers game. <laughs> like when you fire out as many as I do, you're going to get some right. Like that is the simple. It is just it is just a law of averages. You're yeah. going to get some some big ones right. Well, you if come you, to the if fight you... with a shotgun. Like the scatter shot's going to hit something. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, you just you got to bring the right tools to the fight. That's the tr- that's that's that's. <laughs> Uh, that's the, the the lesson to be learned here. Um, but uh, on a, on a, a slightly more serious note, the the, um, the talking about the sound design for you know the droning on the on the cocoons. Mm. Um, something I did notice about this is the sound design for this season is so good. Um, it was good in the first season, but like in this, you've got like I feel like they really stepped it up in terms of a lot of the mechanical noises. So when Jonas is operating the machine. Um, mm-hmm to stabilize the god particle in the future some great sound design on that that the um hg townhouse time machine um has some fantastic like we've seen that before but not really operational um or, or not at i guess we see it at the end of season one actually when the when the when the stranger is um is doing his stuff but um i feel like we see a lot more of it here and the sound design is a lot crisper um and it just really stood out to me that it's that it, it's it's just a real high point of this season i think yeah that's awesome i also love all the sounds when he's in the first season too i think but when they're using the actual briefcase time machine i just that's all lovely like yeah it's 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 all like just such such great sound in this which is you know an often underappreciated aspect of film and television making i think mm-hmm. but when it's good you really really notice it yeah. um i i love as well in the future Obviously, we know that there's like the the recordings that Jonas is following to kind of instruct him on how to go back to the twenties. But I love that when you actually see it, having having watched the the whole show, you see the setup around him. It's like Claudia left all of this out for him. Like it's not. It, I think when I was watching it the first time, I was like, oh, she left some tapes for him, and there's this research on the table in these in these um you know like ring uh ring bound folders that maybe other people were were doing work as well mm-hmm. but when you know like what claudia has been up to this entire time it's like no this is all just been left for him and then i guess probably later for adam as well um to to basically guide all of these people to do exactly what she needs them to do and it's just it's so cool yeah that's awesome yep all right well anything else you noticed um, I think the, the one character note I will point out is that there is the mirroring, uh, I think it's fairly early on, um, the mirroring of Stranger and Hannah's relationship, um, where uh, I think it's in episode two of this season, we see her kind of watching him like lovingly in bed as he sleeps in, in their home, which is a, a, an exact mirror of the shot that we will see in season three, uh, where he watches over her as Adam um, mm-hmm. before... before. <laughs> 
bumping her off. Yeah, in front of her daughter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lovely man. Lovely man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, okay. Um, right. Well, I think that's. Is that us then? Yes. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything. Like that I've got. Uh, that that I've got for for this season. Okay. Awesome. Uh, all right. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, again, if you want to subscribe to the. Uh, YouTube channel you can it's the Culture Cave on YouTube or you could just subscribe on audio apps as well just the After Dark podcast there could you please also give the video a like it does help and also leave a comment if you have anything to let us know if you wanted to send us an email a bit more private than a comment adpodmail at gmail.com a lot of people send us emails there sort of t- correcting us on things and stuff really lovely people like not wanting to do yeah. it in the comments so thank you very much if, if you want to correct us in the comments we also don't mind that either um, <laughs> but yeah lovely to get emails from people um can you please also uh, have a look? You don't have to buy it, but just go have a look at our Redbubble page. It's in the link in the description. We've got a lovely T-shirt there. You might want you might want to support the channel. Who knows? Uh, join the Discord if you want to talk about Dark 1899, which should be coming out some point between now and this time next year. Uh, it's going to be yep. great fun. Um, yeah, apart from that, guys, thanks very much for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the After Dark podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode.